Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Anchor.com, the AnchorFM.com, the home of the podcast where you can be heard all around the world from your home, apartment, condo, dormitory, kitchen, living room, bathroom, on the floor, by your computer with a headset on, iPad, cell phone, however you're listening, flat screen with your TV, however you choose to listen, welcome, welcome. Also, if you're outside on a stroll, in the rain, with an umbrella, walking, with your mask on, in the parking lot, sidewalk, jump running, jogging, looking at the stars, looking at the moon, curbside service, drive through jogging, running, at the bus stop, skateboard, hummingboard, back with motorcycle, back with moped, however you are out and about, appreciate you, thank you for listening. This episode, I'm going to talk about an artist that, you know, it's like sometimes you rediscover something and yet heard it. But you want to know what the original source was. And so, back in the day, obviously, like a lot of people, I listened to the cover of the song. And then I had to go back and listen to the originator of the song. And it was definitely like, wow, and what an eye-opener. And this particular artist was a child prodigy. Because if I told you that he was a one-man band, before Stevie Wonder's thing blew up, right when Sly Stone's thing blew up, before Rick James, before Prince, you know, uh, and other artists that you identify with being multi-instrumentalist and multi-talented, there was this particular artist, and he had a very distinctive sound, very distinctive feel, and he came out with a monster of a song. His name, Suge Yotis, and his classic original, Strawberry Letter 23. Now, most people know it by the Brothers Johnson, who we happen to be friends of. And the later, Tim Campbell did a remake of it. And then it was in films, Quentin Tarantino's films, and other places. The originator of it was Sugar Otis. And his Freedom Flight album, which came out in 1971, he wrote this in 17 by uh, a letter from a girlfriend. And it just took a life of its own. And of course, you know, the guitar coda. It's so distinctive because on the original, it goes all the way and all the way. Whereas when the Brothers Johnson cut their version with Quincy Jones' production, we written on it, it was a sweet solo, and it was very distinctive. But when you hear the Shaggy Otis version, that guitar leaves you in a trance. It's just really hypnotic and has such a distinctive tone and feel, and it just really captures the sense and the sound the sound, the whole vibe, and when you listen to the music, you understand why a lot of big name acts wanted him in their camp, because he was a rare prodigy of a talent, and he was able to do his thing on guitar and bass and keyboards and drums and play, and had a distinctive voice when he sung, you know, he just was really a distinctive artist, and you can tell that from the Gideon. And this song, to say that it's had a life beyond, is wild because it still sounds so fresh, so distinctive. The ice cream truck sound of Fugitti and has this hippie psychedelic vibe. You think this drug orbit, but it's quite a profound song, and the music of it is just hypnotic. I mean, it's amazing. It's truly one of them songs that you just go wow.
Wash your hands, keep your mind clear, watch out for nothing. Please give me your thoughts and take some Shuggy Otis's Strawberry Letter 23, the originator. And this guy was something else coming out the gates musically. Very distinctive musician, and you know it, multi-instrumentalist. Keep it funky, keep it on the one. Please be safe, be careful. If you have not heard Shuggy Otis and Strawberry Letter 23, please do let me know your thoughts and your takes. This cat was very, very distinctive, very talented artist still. Till next time, peace and the best. I look forward to hearing from you.